What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 78 of The Exercise, brought to you by the Cheesy Controller Podcast. I'm your host, Anton LaPlatt. Joining me, as always, we have the Maristardu Valiani Orzia, Chris Montalbano. What's up, everybody? We got the most degenerate squid in the sea, Jalen Roberts. Remember, if you love it, capitalism will kill it in front of you and then make you bury the body. And we got the Ray Trace Durag Madrid Devon. We gotta hold these people accountable. We got a jam-packed episode for you guys this week. We're gonna explain why fuck Activision Blizzard. I know that kind of started to break towards the end of last week's recording. Now we've had a whole week of things happening since then, so strap in. We're about to dismantle this. Um, We're gonna be talking about EA Play uh live that's like why are all their things called ea play i don't know it's really confusing (laughs) also hard to google (laughs) right right (laughs) so we're gonna talk about olympics and like the fact that there's video game music happening at the olympics um we're gonna talk about knockout city season two and we're gonna talk about the new apex character seer So, I guess yeah. Let's get this Blizzard stuff out of the way. Let's, let's just take let's let's take the medicine real quick. Then we can go to the sugary fun shit. Right. We can go enjoy having an episode. But we, as a podcast, have been saying fuck Blizzard as the same podcast that gave Overwatch our game of the year the first time. I think we gave a game of the year to. Well, a remember, game. good games can be made by terrible people. Yeah. Also, that was five years ago, right? Right, this is all years... But, I mean, a lot of these toxic things... This shit's been happening since before Overwatch even came out. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So, so like, this link that I have is just updates. Um, So, basically, Activision Blizzard are being sued by the state of California for discrimination and um, harassment. And so what's happening is female employees are being harassed. Female employees are being passed up for male employees that perform literally worse in comparable jobs. People are saying they have a frat bro culture. It's... They had a room called the Cosby Room. There's just so much going on and if you're not the, the deeper you look the worse it gets yes honestly the longer you the look worse, at it the worse it the gets the worse it gets it's like watching somebody's face melt it's just like the more you watch it just mm, yeah the whole yeah. situation is gross and like the the most fucked up part like with the Cosby room incident in particular like one of the one of the HR people was in the photo, like, in the room, participating in it. When you have that shit so ingrained into the culture of an organization that your fucking human resources person is out here participating in the debauchery, it's like, where the fuck do I turn to? Where do I go? Like, this is supposed to be, like, the one person I can look to for help. But no, they're right there doing the same shit with, like, with them. You know, they're a part of the problem. Like, what, like, what the fuck are you supposed to do in that situation? And a lot of these people had to work in that environment for years. Like, a lot of the female employees dealt with sexual harassment, being looked over, <laughs> being exploited. Like, right, well, the being men can literally told sit back, to work. Men can literally sit back and play video games. Like, what? Like, they had they had one black woman write them an essay about what she's going to do on, on her time off that she requested. Like, what the fuck? What is this? Middle school? Like... <laughs> And don't forget, this is the same. This is the same company that laid off, that's been laying off uh, employees every couple of months, while their like CEO keeps pulling, keeps getting these like seven, eight, nine figure raises. I mean bonuses. Yep. Mhm. Right. He took a pay cut, but then ended up making more that year because of bonuses. Mhm. All right. That was just bonuses corrupt. would cover the losses. <clears throat> Right, it more than covered the losses. It turned them a profit, you know? 
But I mean, and it would quote unquote make him look good by giving up his by oh I'm sacrificing my salary for my for my employees. Right. Fucking liar. Right. So the problem, like we have to hold these people accountable. That's the thing. Like mm-hmm. you can't let them wiggle out of it. You 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 have to sit down and like like shout out to Blizzard. Well, like the devs and shit right now. They're holding a walkout. Yeah, they had a walkout today, and they had a list of demands. Does anybody feel like reading the list of demands? Just like, pretty much basic human kindness. That's really what it comes down to, being treated like human beings with some respect. You know. You know the bare minimum? Well, I mean, so it's four things. The first one is an end of mandatory arbitration clauses in all employee contracts, current and future. Arbitration clauses protect abusers and limit the ability of victims to seek restitution. So, that's demand one. Uh, Demand two is the adoption of recruiting, interviewing, hiring, and promotion policies designed to improve representation among employees at all levels agreed upon by employees in a company-wide diversity, equity, and inclusion organization. Current practices have led to women in particular, women of color, and transgender women, non-binary people, and other marginalized groups that are vulnerable to gather gender discrimination not being hired fairly for new roles when compared to men. So, that's demand yeah. too. Like that's that's like that's like a big thing that I think a lot of other companies just across the board like the like no matter what fucking uh, demographic like you you really need to like have that like a lot of these boards like these boards and leaderships shouldn't look the exact fucking same because you're gonna get the same results, you know. Right. Actually, fuck it. We don't that. need boards entirely. Fuck that shit. Let's just make the peop- only people who are doing this shit the people who are actually doing this shit. Let's not have these nine degrees of separation where you got a bunch of people at the top who haven't touched a single line of code or a single thing of anything this entire time raking, what, 15, 16, 250 times everyone, the actual laborers' uh, wages? Like, come on. Mm-hmm. That's that's another reason why we're going to keep having these problems. Well, yeah, so... Seize the means of production. I'm just going to keep going because I feel like all of these things are acceptable for anybody to expect from a workplace. Especially one with the level of means of Activision Blizzard. Um, Yeah, it's it's to be expected, but it doesn't happen. Yeah, it doesn't happen. That's a problem. So, demand number three is publication of data on relative compensation, including equity grants and profit sharing, promotion rates, and salary ranges for employees of all genders and ethnicities at the company. Current practices have led to aforementioned groups not being paid or promptly not being paid or promoted fairly. So... Having those actual numbers out there and, like, having people who are coding and people who are, like, designing and having the people who are actually good people who are working at Blizzard and are working hard, like, for a game. Like, Jalen, I remember at one point in time your dream job was to work for Blizzard. Yeah, but then I found out they were terrible. Yeah, and um, but like, I mean, adulthood, well, also, realizing your dream job is fucking terrible. Yeah, that's what happened, and now then it became fucking. I'll do it myself, and now I want to make my own studio, make my own games. Oh yeah, With decent people. Cheesy controller Agreed. studios. This, you know, it's coming down the pipeline. TBD. <laughs> when it's ready, that's how we'll announce <laughs> that you'll get cheesy <laughs> controller studios when it's ready. So the fourth and final demand um, of the employees is empower a company-wide diversity, equity, and inclusion task force to hire third-party to hire a third party to audit ABK's reporting structure. I'm not sure what that is. HR department and executive staff 
It is imperative to identify how current systems have failed to prevent employee harassment and to propose new solutions to address these issues. You know, the bare fucking minimum. Right. Like, and I mean, all of this is just like a way more intelligently worded way of saying like, and I mean, this is a thing that you can actually, if you get all of these things that they're specifically asking for in place, I could um, see it having an immediate like impact on the culture of the studio, having actual terrible people be gone, like promoting equality and have more women of color, transgender women, non-binary people, like having more of those groups in your workforce helps you to develop a better culture just inherently. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's almost like we need better workers' rights in this country. Right. And most importantly, we have to listen to these people like when they like when they speak, like when they when they talk about how you've wronged them or like what you're like how what you're doing is unacceptable, you know. And if you don't have that room to like listen and be accountable, the same shit's just gonna continue, you know. Yeah, you're never gonna change unless you want to. That's the problem. That's why we gotta roast these niggas, make them feel like shit. <laughs> right. What the only message, and I'm sure the only that, press they get is bad press now. Fuck that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. Yeah, they, if they're working on some shit, we're not fucking with it. Also, hey. like we're not playing no type of Activision Blizzard games. Like yeah, this I wasn't. Is, really, them shits weren't on my radar for a while, and I'm really not fucking with it. I'm yeah, I took all. So I had like Diablo uh, Two Resurrected. I had like a few of those games on my wish list on PlayStation. Got rid of all of those. Um, uninstalled BattleNet from my computer. Completely deleted all of the Blizzard games I had installed on my computer. The only real message these companies will understand is, like, people voting with their wallets, getting their bottom line. Like, the only thing that is important to them is money. And if we start fucking with their money, they're going to start paying attention. Yeah, you got to hit them in the pockets. So, I'm making a point to do that. So... Yeah, I I say y'all should do the same. I'm I don't have a gun to your head, to tell you what to do. But you know, if you find this important, you definitely gotta make it known. You know, you gotta put that energy out there. Right, and that's the thing. Yeah. Like so much has happened, and I really, and I'm sure stuff is gonna happen between today and by the time this episode posts, and by the time this episode is heard by people so i definitely recommend looking into these activision blizzard because looking at even the story that i'm reading from there have been update after update after update of just like this constantly evolving situation and i mean it's like jalen said it gets worse the longer you look at it but i mean it helps to be informed and to make informed decisions like We've been saying fuck Blizzard because they don't care about their players. We're saying fuck Blizzard because they, like, have been bending the knee to, like, the Chinese companies that have been basically pumping money into these companies. And so, I mean, that's a whole nother thing. Like, I listened to, like, a two-hour podcast entirely about just, like, what... Chinese companies are doing to the games industry at large and that's a whole like <laughs> I don't even need to get started on that I mean it's one of those we need more independent studios that are probably doing the co-op thing like the Disco Elysium devs like, yeah I like, I like what they're doing and I like what Future Club's doing yeah you know, I mean I'm the sure there are charge. a b- bunch of examples just around the industry of positive like insomniac they have said that nobody had to crunch to make ratchet and clank rift apart one of the best looking games in existence right now That's super amazing. giant you know that right super also giant be the standard and so like it's big and small studios so like if insomniac owned by sony 
and like put being put up against PlayStation deadlines can still get to the point that they made such a high quality game without any of their employees like being forced to crunch like that's the kind of positive change that we need to see in the industry mm-hmm. and so like okay, actually, this, that's like a trend I can get behind actually I'd like to speak on that if you look at it also like Talk about it. most of the let's put it this way I have not I'm not saying this ain't I'm not saying this ain't never want to say that it ain't happening because I don't know I ain't got information like that but I've noticed that a lot of this stuff seems to come out of companies that either do the big publisher thing or is like utterly consumed by a big publisher what about Supergiant what about Future Club Both of wait those Supergiant are... is owned by who nobody they're independent that, that, that's, that, that's my point that's my point the bad stuff happens by these like big by these uh by the game studios and the, that are owned by these publishers like the independent ones i haven't heard shit they've just been out <laughs> dropping heat minding their own business Supergiant has vacation times they have mid their studios closes every year for a little while so everyone gets a vacation but right. what about a lot of times like, like these smaller, more intimate teams work like they work better, you know, because mm-hmm. you're. I think it's that more degree of, the, of separation like, is less. You know, I think if the like, if the ceiling is the actual ceiling for the room you're in, I think it's easier to deal with these things because it's easier to kick every kick out an asshole when there isn't somebody over you telling you, nah, 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 he cool. And in, yeah, one saying they're usually the ones who ain't work there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's the thing about it. You haven't heard nothing from Supergiant. You haven't heard something from, like, these smaller independents. Now, I'm not saying it don't happen. Zero Labs. Well, Uh, I mean, that's what eventually turned into Future Club. That's the team. Okay. So, Lab Zero. That's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. When you're not... When you are able to... Be able to move and deal with these things, sometimes it ends up turning into Future Club. So... At least you could... That kind of brings me to another story. So a new development studio was just announced today, which is like a weird thing that's been happening lately where we get announcements of development teams. But this is like a tweet from Culture Crave on Twitter. Uh, It's just popped up in the discord and it's kind of a good breakdown of what's going on developers from the teams behind the last of us call of duty god of war and destiny have started a new studio called that's no moon they are backed with a 100 million dollar investment and the first project will be an action adventure game so hopefully With everything going on in the industry right now, and like a lot of light, a hundred million dollar investment. Right, who's that hundred million dollar investment from? But that's all I could think about. No, you gotta consider these things. Yeah, no, that 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 definitely. If we're we're talking about being open, transparent, and like aware, like you gotta consider these things, you know. Well, let me see if I can find the story on it. Oh, no, no, no. No, it was Smilegate. It was Smilegate who gave them the $100 million. Who's And Smilegate, Smilegate made a crossover. I mean, Crossfire. Uh, Crossfire X? Like... The Crossfire franchise. Okay. Isn't that Chinese? That's a great question. It... Would you call it Smilegate? Yes. Yeah, Smilegate. Yeah, Crossfire is a Chinese... Actually, I think what they're working on is a Smilegate sequel. I mean, not a Smilegate sequel, a Crossfire sequel. My bad. They're working on a Crossfire sequel. Isn't the Crossfire game... They're co-developing it. Remedy is co-developing it. And Smilegate just gave That's No Moon $100 They might be a cross. I'm just going to uh, put that out there. I'm looking at their. What is Crossfire? Like, I. Crossfire is a. The Crossfire franchise is a FPS. Is a. It's a. It's an FPS that's popular in um. Asia right now. The latest one is Crossfire X, which came out in 2019. Well, it was 2019 when it came out? No, well, the, according. Crossfire X. 
I'm looking Plus, at... Wasn't there, wasn't there just a beta? Like... Well, maybe last year. Well, yeah, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page for Crossfire X right now, and it's saying it's coming sometime. It's an upcoming first-person shooter set to be released exclusively for Xbox One and Xbox Series X slash S in 2021. It's the third installment in the Crossfire series. Remedy Entertainment worked on the game's single-player campaign, while Smallgate led the development of the game's free-to-play multiplayer portion. Um... Mm. And so... Okay, so it's not out yet. It's not out yet. No, it's not out yet. Okay. Hmm. But that is the company that gave That's No Moon 100 mil. Smilegate. There was a beta last year in June for Xbox Insiders. So, I mean, this will be interesting. I kind of, like, we know these developers are really talented, so seeing, like... I'll definitely keep an eye on it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's an independent AAA studio. Do you think this shift? Huh? Uh, yeah. Independent AAA. Yeah, independent AAA. Wait, say that again. Independent oh, was... AAA. Um. But what were you asking, I'm gonna Chris? say this. I'd never. Uh, oh. I mean, yes, but also I felt like. The big bulk of what the foundation of what a lot of libraries tend to be during console generations are the middle market games. So, yeah, I think we're going to see more independent AAA and, I guess, middle market AA games, I guess you would call them. Well, no, this is... I was... Go ahead, Chris. I was going to ask, with all of this, like, uh, people going to, and, like, bigger devs leaving their... And leaving and making their own teams with like and cooperating and like collabing and everything do you think this could shake up everything and like you in maybe 10 or 20 years you're seeing like a no dev coming out now that's now as big as like Capcom and things are like well, Blizzard Capcom's is a kind publisher of like old. that has developers well, under it so, uh, that's okay so that's kind of where I'm going where like you're seeing someone bigger coming up in the world where well, like Ubisoft is at... not the thing anymore. It's this new company in twenty years. I, I think it kind of depends on like what's that dev's like vision. You know, I'm sure some of these yeah. com- like these smaller indie devs could get bigger if they wanted to, but I'm sure some they're like, yeah, th- that doesn't really fit our vision, or like this wouldn't be feasible, and it's like, oh, why would we stretch our resources to, like, you know, make know. this this mini game so it really just depends on what they're after you know i just think it'd be a cool <clears throat> idea for people who like understand where the game industry is going and what they like it was created probably not in the best uh culture uh, i mean like the thing about the game day, development, so... the thing about video games you have to remember is that as a thing it kind of die it kind of lives dies and comes back every once in a while like you get these shifts and like gaming changed like we went from the atari days we went from the arcade days to the atari home atari days to gaming almost dying to getting what to getting nintendo early nintendo into sony into xbox into Mm -hmm. every game being online now and to the point where now we're streaming games like it's netflix right and i think when it comes with the the these these uh, more independent developers is we're not going to see as much like the developers themselves are going to have more control over like the schedule of when the game comes out when the mm-hmm. uh, when the games come out and like all this and how they want to be monetized because you'll have you'll have a situation like Paradox where Vampire the Masquerade was pretty much done but it ain't coming out because monetization you get to dodge certain things like that, but then also it makes everything a bit more reachable. Like, right now with the Blizzard situation, this is caused by, like, all the higher-ups who don't actually have to do the work. Yeah. So, without them, everything becomes a lot more reachable. That's fair. I don't even know where to go from that. I... (laughs) Let's talk about the Olympics, you know? 
the entire world watching. Uh, Not me. People are having trouble watching the Olympics this year. Mm-hmm. So there's that. People actually aren't watching. I mean, I haven't seen it. I know I went to my parents' house the other day and my mom was watching it. But people. because your mom probably had. Do they have cable? No. <laughs> no, all. You know, you got the basic package, you know, of channels. No? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Like ABC. Oh. Fox. You talking about like free free? That's not cable. Yeah. Though. yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's TV. I don't know how that. Yeah, works. <laughs> I don't either, honestly. If it's, it's just not use on the internet. <laughs> if it's not on Twitch is, or like, YouTube, I can't. I don't know. I think they are showing the Olympics. I when I clicked on, opened up, Twitch, they were showing something for the Olympics. I saw a bunch of people looking like us. I saw a screen that looked a lot, a real too similar to what we got going on right now. I mean, you know, <laughs> Discord is just too powerful, and we will all bend the knee to our Discord overlords. Well, good old Piscord. Piscord. Discord. You're just out here being toxic, Jalen. Like, what? I ain't being toxic. I, I that, that's an old disco joke, Discord joke that y'all ain't privy to. I understand. It's okay. In the old Discord logo, oh, in the in the fucking me. in the old Discord logo, the negative space in it made a made the Jewish letter for P, which would made it Piscord. <laughs> and they did, and the developers did that on purpose. <laughs> so video game music in the Olympics, right? Is that yeah, where I'm you were trying to go? <laughs> The Olympics is in Tokyo. That is in Japan. So they thought they partnered with like with uh, like Shueisha and different like different kind of like anime sources. So they they kind of tackled it on like the anime front and then like on the like gaming front. So they've been playing like video game music for like the opening ceremony and shit. Like people were walking out to like near Tokyo music and like nice. Kingdom Hearts music. Right. I know the uh, singer for Nintendo was like. Holy <coughs> shit, my voice is being played at the Olympics. Like, she was on Twitter definitely celebrating the fact that... Yeah, that's dope. I mean, you know, Nair's influence on modern culture can't be, you know, overstated. No, not at all. It is the culture. Nair Tomita is the culture. That actually... So, I beat Shadowbringers. Yay! Woo! Um, Yay! <laughs> <laughs> he did I mean, it. He did it. Yeah. How long did it take? Two hundred and fifty hours. I thought it was really? closer to three hundred, but when I actually checked the numbers, it was like two hundred fifty hours. Good for you. So I beat Shadowbringers. Did the first part of the near raid, and Chris, you t- you told me last week. Hit you like hit me up when you got to do shit, and I understand. Capitalism. Capitalism fucked me up. <laughs> I mean, uh, having to deal with Let's dog injuries it. has me fucked up, so. But you. So you beat the last trial in the last dungeon? Yeah, I have completed. I'm actually in 5.1. So nice. I have that first dungeon unlocked. That you get post game, but I just haven't gone and done it oh, because. The twinning? Is that the twinning? <clears throat> I think so. Hold the fuck up. If I'm sitting here sleeping on the twinning, because the music from the twinning is the music in the long fall, the emote we were talking about last week. Mm hmm. Yeah. That is where the music is based off of. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the first dungeon you get is the twinning. I'm going to bring up these main scenario quests. Because that's when you start getting, like, um, Mastery Roulette no, or whatever it's called. that's the Grand Cosmos is the one I just unlocked. Oh. Actually, the twinning isn't post-game Shadowbringers at all, so... Yeah, it's 5.0, but that's the first dungeon you get after beating Shadowbringers. 
It's post pre patch. That makes sense. What? It's okay, so okay, it's you are about to unlock four the or five Almost there. One. You're not there yeah. yet. You're at the end of the storyline, and you're going into the next shit. You're going into post game. Get do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I stopped doing post game stuff to do the near stuff. Well, I which Have is you unlocked the near stuff. Yeah, I did the first part of the dungeon, right. I, or the alliance right. raid. <laughs> How'd you like it? So. You were talking to me about it last week, and then I was talking to Juwan while I was doing it. It's, it seemed, because I know Juwan has spent a lot more time in the near raid. According to him, the first part's the hardest part. And according to oh, you, the second. second part is the hardest part. So, I well, did the first part. What if you part. have trouble with prime numbers? That's what it is. Whoever has, yeah. I have trouble with prime numbers, because that's in the second one. But also... <laughs> uh, the se- the second one's just like heavily AOE mechanic hell, and that's probably why I think it's harder. But I didn't think this first one was hard at all. I mean, I'll give it a shot. Like that's my next goal is like continue on. Like my character is just out in the world <laughs> near <laughs> where that uh, quest line is. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm out there. I'm going to do the second part and, and the third part before I do the dungeon that I just unlocked in post game. Like as far as going along with the, you might as well. You get a lot of uh, unlocked content. Like if you just go around the crystallarium and just do random stuff, you you get unlocked stuff for 5.0 post game, not 5.1. Okay. Like, upgrades your roulette to where it's like advanced player level 8 or yeah level 80 roulette so you're actually you can level other things better or even get more of uh, the tomes you're going to need to upgrade your armor yeah I saw the tomes like doing the Shadowbringers quest line which was like or the Shadowbringers quest which was the last quest of Shadowbringers it was like I saw rewards and tomes and shit on the the dungeon and the trial I had to do that I had never seen before. So yeah, I think there's a blue one and a red one, and the red one's better. The blue one gets you will get you like to where you can really do all of the near raid stuff. Well, I mean, I'm already technically over geared for the raid, the near raid. So that really? yeah, I only died like twice in the first part. And for an alliance raid, that's not... I mean, I can do Crystal Tower in my sleep, but... Compared to my first time doing the fucking Heaven's Ward alliance raid... Also, I need to do the Stormblood alliance raid. Like, hit me up, Chris. Because we can go do that shit at any point. Actually, the Stormblood alliance raids are fun as fuck. I want to do them, like... That's the thing, mm-hmm. now that I've been doing... I've done the Crystal Tower so many fucking times. That it's, you could speedrun that shit in like 10 minutes. <laughs> That's, which is ridiculous. I mean, you, skip, but with skipping cutscenes, it still takes longer than that. Just because Cloud of Darkness and that one abomination boss that I hate with all of... Like, every time yeah. I do the Crystal Tower and I see that boss with like five heads and like eight boobs and like three tails like <laughs> it's so much wrong with that boss like and it's not even like it's wolf heads like there's so much wrong with that boss oh yeah <laughs> he comes back in the storm blood, yeah except oh. the sharks well i i don't know as long as it's that, not i think like it's just a reskin a, or something <sighs> i just hate that boss so much but yeah, he's whenever, not as bad as a Cerebus boss that would like somebody oh, yeah. had to get eaten. <laughs> yeah, was you gotta go in the stomach and fuck shit up. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, I just wanted to give listeners a progress update. I'm officially in post game Shadowbringers, and I thought I'd just beat the near raid and take a break, like I talked about that last week. But I think I'm going to finish post game like finish death unto dawn part 2 patch 5.55 like i'm going to do all that shit are you going to get your relic 
No, I don't like. I need to put the game down, Chris. I started playing Genshin Impact. I, it's too, Genshin Impact. Yeah, Genshin Impact's actually kind of fun. <laughs> Cause. Yes, it is. Yeah, playing for free and having just a shit ton of contact. Oh, not contact. Content. <laughs> yeah, I'm physically yeah, like contacting zones you have to go through. Right. And I've been enjoying I'm uh adventure rank fifteen, almost like sixteenth when you can start doing co op and I already did the prerequisite quests and stuff. Like I'm ready. Ready to like play some Genshin Impact with some of the people like Paul Box, um who else? Trash boat. Trash boat I mean you, Jalen, really. Because <laughs> uh, me and Jawan like just on a whim, we were just like, fuck it. Um, we're going to just start playing. And then it's like, okay, what... Because I want to get that Aloy thing. Whenever Aloy comes to the game, I want to have Aloy as a that's character. Just, that's going to be real easy. Like, you, you don't even have to do anything for that. Yeah. And... But that's not going to be till... 2.2 which is in like September yeah whenever the fuck it happens it happens but yeah I got games to play Chris I can't just stick with 14 I mean you could do your dailies in 14. even that like that's a couple hours every day I don't have a couple extra hours to give to 14 you know what I So, let me see. What else were we going to talk about? What did I talk about? EA Play Live happened. Oh, yeah. And so, there's a lot of news out of that. I recommend you guys watch this one hosted by Atlanta's very own Austin Creed. Um, yeah, this one was actually a lot of fun. Or, first? Hmm? This, uh, this show was actually kind of a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, they showed a lot of games that we're playing and, like, a lot of things people wanted. And it shows EA. Like, right now, Ubisoft has been kind of, like, on the decline. Like, I was kind of more of a Ubisoft gamer than I was an EA gamer. But now, between Knockout City and Apex alone, I'm more of an EA gamer than I am a Ubisoft gamer. I think the last Ubisoft game I even played... Like, I want to do Far Cry 6, and I know Ubisoft is doing a lot of bullshit as well, and they're having a walkout and, like, having management called out and all that stuff. But the main antagonist in Far Cry 6 is Anton, and so for double Entendre content, I want to do Anton and Anton versus Anton. Uh, Yeah. You know? Well, it's going to be like, I'd probably do it as like a series of streams and like mm-hmm. get those put on YouTube mm-hmm. instead of doing like an episode about it, like actually like play the game and have hijinks ensue in the world of Far Cry. But, um, so the major announcements from EA Play Live, Grid Legends, which they bought Codemasters. It looks kind of cool. Yeah. Like, the only racing games that are on my radar right now are Dirt. I kind of want to get Dirt just to have a racing game on PS5. And I want to play Gran Turismo whenever the fuck that decides to come out. Have they... I'm so far away from Gran Turismo. Have they actually shown anything for that? Yeah, they. there was a... a trailer and it's shown up in a couple sizzle reels. But it's coming to PS4 and PS5, but... I'm going to play it on PS5. Like, I've been stoked for that game for a minute. Like, Gran Turismo Sport was not what I needed. And, like, just the speed of the SSD. I just need to apply that to a Gran Turismo game. And we're good. Like, my main problem with Gran Turismo over the years has been load times. Because it's like, even when every game had load times, Gran Turismos were, like, egregiously long. It's rendering every fucking. Right, and it looked great for doing that, but... Yeah. Yeah. Gran Turismo <laughs> 5. You'll be missed in my heart, but Gran Turismo <laughs> 7's on its way. Polyphony. Oh, fuck. 
I know the name of the guy who runs Polyphony, but it's totally slipping my mind because I worked eight hours today and then did several other things for several hours. Battlefield 2042 Portal. That shit looks... That looks cool. My thing... Okay, everybody is out here like, yeah, Battlefield, yeah, Battlefield, yeah, Battlefield. Is everybody paying that $70? Because I don't know... Is it going to be $70 on PC? I'm not. I thought... I thought it was coming to a uh, Game Pass. It actually might come to Game Pass because it's an EA and EA Play comes with Game Pass. Uh-oh. Yeah, but EA no, I don't Play. Think, I don't think they said anything about Game Pass yet for it. So yeah, and that's the other thing. EA uh, sure Play wanna, with their new charge. games, they give you a free trial of the game, but then they expect you to buy the game. Like that's the thing. EA Play is still a couple years behind. So like the Mass Effect Collection isn't on there. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, if it comes to Game Pass, I'd still want to play it on PS5 just because PC, PS5, and Xbox Series consoles are all cross-play. But, I mean, the Portal stuff looked really cool because it's like, all right, you just want all the fucking tools that we've made over the time of making Battlefield, here you fucking go. And, like, we know anything with user-generated content like this, there's always some crazy-level shit. And, I mean, like, it's the first time a first-person multiplayer shooter that I can think of has opened up its tools to players in this way. Yeah. To this capacity? Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, it's not, like... Completely, like it's not a level editor, but you can pick between six different maps and game modes and guns and vehicles. Like, that's pretty cool. Right. Like, the last thing I World remember with mechs. doing stuff like this with was um, Halo Four. I didn't play Halo Five, to be fair, and I'm sure a lot of this I stuff's didn't. in the Master Chief Collection. But, and I have Halo Five. That's the worst part. Like, I have Game Pass, so I could just download Halo Five. It's just a big ass file, and I have a 500 gig Xbox don't, One S. Don't bother. Halo Five isn't good. I just multiplayer is fine. Playing, I feel the multiplayer is you know, right. I will say Halo Infinite Chris is real right, soon. Multiplayer. Yeah, right. Halo Infinite. I have. I, I have three monitors and a VR headset ready to go. Let's Halo Infinite this shit. Like, let's do that <laughs> shit up. It's like, I'm not gonna. F- Yes, I'm a PlayStation fan, but I'm not going to lie. In the words of the mighty Keith, Halo Infinite about to go crazy. Like, that shit. (laughs) I'm ready. Like, I got disk space. Maybe I won't have it after I get my Rift set up, but we'll see. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can install Halo on a... HDD, like, you know, I don't necessarily need, or hmm, I might have an M.2 by then. So, yeah. uh, Battlefield Portal, uh, they showed the new Apex character, Seer. We got the oh, Emergence yeah, Seer. Seer launch Seer. trailer. Oh my, dude. The more information we get about this <laughs> character, and this, like, Apex has not missed in three plus seasons now i'm yeah. out here hitting I 110 th- in the, the battle pass like the thing i the thing i like about seer is like you know with a lot of black characters i know trash wait i thought seer like was native american no he, no he's no he's nigerian yeah oh then who was i looking yeah at? he's he's Ebo. So the cool thing about him with a lot of black characters, they're usually like, I'm the I'm the punchy guy, like, you know, everybody has cool weapons and abilities, but no, I, I can I can punch. Like that's what I do. And or jump like that, you know? jump high. Jump high seems to be another like black character thing to do. Y'all are just describing Doomfist. Well, I was yes. more so describing yes. Baptiste with that second one. Yes. <laughs> also, we're just out here dragging Overwatch because fuck Blizzard. Um, <laughs> right. But yeah, no, but the fact that we it, have a queer yeah. black male like Nigerian character coming to Apex, 
Is he queer or is he just stylish? No, I think he's flamboyant. I think he's queer. I think that was like one of the first things that they were posting about him lore wise. Either way, it's fun. Apex do your thing. Like they said um they usually use like martial artists and actors for mocap, but for him they use the dancer. That's cool. So he's got like speed. these fluid, right? He's yeah. got these fluid movements, and like his trailer was like his trailer was hard, and then like his animated was fucking flames. Right, and his so. abilities—he's a walking heart rate sensor. There's so much. Like, if you guys haven't started playing Apex because of us yet, like, there's no better time. Like, if you get in now and just kind of get your sea legs, and then this next season they're gonna totally shake up the sandbox like in ridiculous, crazy ways, and mm-hmm. it's gonna be ranked yeah, arena. Like, even if you yeah, they're adding some cool stuff. Like, the only thing they have to work on now is just shit on the back end, honestly. Like, you know, cheaters. Oh, my God. Fucking yeah. uh, crashes in servers. You know, if they can, if they could fix some of that shit. Right. I'm I tired of getting be, updates know, like for stability place. and bug fixes. And I have a less stable game with more mm-hmm. bugs than I had before. For Apex to be doing as good as it's doing... And it to have like literal patches where it's unplayable, it's fucking impressive. <laughs> There's literally there've been plenty of days where we just literally couldn't play Apex because the shit wasn't working. And you know I get it. Switch over to Knockout City. It's fine. But yeah, no, this this new season is gonna be dope. Um, a lot of the balance changes they added have been fair. Caustic's getting a buff, but they're kind of nerfing his old. Revenant's getting a little, a little nerve. You know, it's they're, they're doing some of the right things, and they still have more information to drop. Like as uh, the season gets closer, I'm just excited to play with Seer. Like, yes, dope. I can't wait. I really can't wait. And then that new LMG, Ooh-wee. right? That takes thermite grenades. They're putting my whole loadout into care. Like we're getting really into the weeds. About Apex right now, but it's because we've been playing so much. They're putting my main loadout, the alternator spitfire combo, into care packages. I'm like, y'all are just going to completely homey like this? My whole See, that's S. <laughs> that's S for loadout. arenas, though. But, like, the main gun I use in arenas right now is, like, the L-Star. And the L-Star is getting a buff. So, uh, me as, like, one of six L-Star niggas, I am excited. I use the Spitfire <laughs> and the Alternator. Like, I can kind of use the R99, and I can kind of use, you know... I, sometimes I pull out the bow on them. Sometimes I pull out the 30-30. Like, that's the thing. I can adapt. I'll probably, like, have my main gun. 30-30 like, some, some ass. Did they nerf it again, or are you just not good with the thirty thirty? <laughs> no, it's just ass. They're gonna. They. I think they buffed it a little bit, but. Um... I mean, the G seven is just really a better thirty thirty if we're keeping it a buck, but. Exactly. Unless you got the shatter caps on that bitch. And, it, and like, I prefer it without the shatter caps. I'm taking long range shots, but. Once again, yeah. we're in the weeds. Oh, yeah. Knockout City Season 2, Fight at the Movies, is out. You can go play it right yeah. now. Uh, apparently, their 4v4 limited time mode is like getting mixed that shit is reception. This shit is sweaty. The problem with it is it's, it's 4v4. The problem is you lose two hearts, you're just out for the round, like for the rest of the round. Um, oh. so, they, so you're trying to eliminate the other team, so. Oh, so it's elimination. It, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so we're playing the thing trials in Knockout City? Fuck that. Right. I'm not so playing if trials. You, if, if you win the round and let's say you have two people left on your team and you eliminate the rest of the other team, like let's say I have one heart and you have two hearts, when the next round starts, the our other two players are going to spawn in two hearts. But me and you are going to have the same heart. So I'm still going to have two and you're going to have one. Damn. So it goes like that. So let's say it's a four. It's a four oh sweep. But everybody on the other team has one heart. The next round, they're still going to have one heart. 
So do that with you, Will. That shit is sweaty. And you know how sometimes you lose a life on some bullshit? That happens a lot. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I'm not a huge fan of that mode. I would prefer a 4v4, like, standard, which is just, like, always in the, like, rotation. Yeah. Because sometimes you just need that fourth person. Like, you know, you just want to play a longer match with... You, you got somebody else in your party, like... Yeah. I want to see 5v5. I want to see 3v3v3. You know, like those maps are 3v3v3 with up for a little while. I play or no, 2v2v2, not Yeah, it was 2v2v2. Yeah. Yeah, I I still feel like those maps can facilitate more people, but there has to be a reason they're not doing it. Yeah. They're probably just getting around to it. Have y'all played The servers were kind of trash. Yeah, the, the new map is cool. It um like there's four corners. There's like the tickets. There's popcorn over here. There's drinks, and then in the middle there's the stage because like a movie mm-hmm. theater. Yeah. So, uh, the map actually rotates. So it might it it cycles through different types of movies. So the main stage changes. So that kind of like shifts the dynamic of it, which makes it pretty cool. Yeah, That's cool. Uh, I haven't gotten to play uh, at all. And then the new ball is like a soda. It's a soda ball. So when you hold it and charge it up, it's like the soda's building up pressure. And when you toss it, it will either explode. And when it explodes, it has soda. It leaves soda like all over your screen. So you can't see shit. So you're up here running around looking goofy. With <laughs> the ink from Mario Kart. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's fun. But. So yeah, you know, they're adding some cool shit. I'm, I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess so. The second to last game that we'll talk about from EA Play Live is Lost in Random. Got a gameplay trailer. Oh yeah, yeah. Honestly, this game looks like just some good, clean fun. It's giving me like that PlayStation Two energy. Yeah, right. It's an EA like, original, and the EA originals. I think I'm playing. Uh, I think it takes two as an EA original. And I've been playing yeah. that with Angelina, and like these EA originals have been solid. Like I've heard really good things about Unravel One and Two about being a really solid co-op game, and mm. it takes two. Oh, the like, first I played the first Unraveled game, and that was good. Like the first one is. I haven't played the second one, but the first one is definitely good. Nice. Right. And yeah, I mean, well, this game is definitely going to be in that realm, so I'd recommend checking it out. It's got like cards, like deck building mechanics. The it's combat. got this Tim Burton ass feel to it. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of the nightmare, like the nightmare before Christmas. Yeah. Actually, I was about, I was gonna say that Kingdom not Tim Hearts Burton, 2. but the guy who made that. That's the same that guy. That and Coraline. That Tim yeah. Burton definitely made Coraline. I can. And he made Nightmare Before. It's fine. No, one of those I mean, wasn't I... made by Tim. No, no, Coraline was directed by Henry Selick. Right. But he made Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. One of those. And uh, what was the other one? Nine. Yeah. No, actually, Henry Selleck also did Nightmare Before Christmas. What the fuck? That's the thing about it is, like, he makes movies that we, he makes animated movies that we all keep thinking Tim Burton made. He directed the. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That guy. Oh, so, yeah, I'm looking at just Tim Burton's filmography, and I guess this is how shit gets when we've been recording for, like, an hour. But, uh, Beetlejuice is Tim Burton, Batman was yeah, Tim no, Burton. Yeah, no, he did the original, the Edward Edward Batman movie. The Batman one with the Return. Prince soundtrack, you have to remember, Tim Burton had the Prince soundtrack on this Batman movie. Tim Burton produced... And wrote this story for Nightmare Before Christmas. He just didn't direct okay. it. Okay. Wow. Well, there you go. Right. But. And let me see. Alice in Wonderland. Oh, Henry Selleck also did James and the Giant Peach. That explains so much. Dude, that movie terrified me as a child. I did not reason. fucking Is like... that half claymation? The way they move? The frame rate? Like, there was just so much that did not sit right with me when they made us watch that shit at school. I was like, mm. But I do love Peach things. 
But that's because we're in Georgia. 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 I found out something really cool that I don't think I talked about since I've been back from Florida. When you're using your GPS and you cross a state line, it says welcome to whatever state, like down at the bottom where they normally have like your, like how many miles left, all that shit down at the bottom. Like it just replaces it with welcome to whatever. So it, when I went to Florida, it was like welcome to Florida. When I came back to Georgia, it brought up welcome to Georgia and it had like Georgia on my mind. It was really cool. That is cool. Cool. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> let me see. So we talked about EA Play. We talked about... Oh, last thing at EA Play. And Jalen, I'll let you have your minute with this. Dead... Well, Chris, too. Dead Space. Mm -hmm. We got... There's an official teaser for the new Dead Space. Yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. Like, it's the same way. It's actually more information than we have on Skate 4. But, you know... Skate? <laughs> <laughs> Which, Bro, apparently this we're isn't a skate. new Dead Space... It's just a remake of the first one. Which it's going to exactly be a Final Fantasy VII remake style remake. It's not going to okay, be... Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense narratively. Even narratively, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Because all the narrative the problems whole... come from Dead Space 3. Yeah. Like, literally, here's, I think, here's, the, here's the part I of Dead really Space I really do 1. think they're going to do 1 and 2, and then 3 and 4 just don't exist. Honestly, no, all you got to know, here's the thing four? about it, if you wanted to make a brand spanking right? new Dead Space game, here's all you have to do. Go, you just start from the ending of Dead Space 3 with another character, because the whatchamacallits hit Earth. That's the thing about it. The alien things that were doing but all this, this in the is first like, place. It's like a reboot. Necromorphs? Yeah, the Necromorph planet. The planet morphs, or whatever the fuck. The Necro yeah. planets. This That's what I'm calling Dead it. The Necro planets reached Earth. We got our entire thing oh. right there. But it's going to be a re... I, the, the one reason why I know this is going to be good is because the lead dev or on this team really, really wanted to give Dead Space 1 the Resident Evil 2 treatment. So I'm excited for that. If you give it a true and honest to God Resident Evil 2 Yeah, that's what I think treatment. we're going to get. You know what? I hope... That's, here's the thing about it. I hope so. I like Dead Space. You know? Am I still salty that EA is making money off of Dead Space and Visceral is still six feet deep? Yes, I am. And I will be salty about that for a long oh, time. I gotta shout out the ugly mugs in the chat because while fuck Blizzard um, and Activision, by extension, uh, they just made a reference to Call of Duty Black Ops 1 and <laughs> said, what do the numbers mean, Mason? And I'm pretty yeah, sure hey, that's that what they did to Isaac. They made Isaac figure out what the numbers mean and he didn't like it. And then they took those numbers and built more... Oh, my... This is the thing about it. This is why the ending of Dead Space 3 pissed me off. Because we'll never know what happened. The planets reached Earth. There were, like, everything that I was ready for happened. And it was just like, nah. Nah, we're done. I mean, we don't 100% know. That the things reached Earth? No, we don't know what's what their plan for Dead Space in the future is. We don't know. Oh, I mean, well, I hope... I, I mean, guarantee I hope they're going to 100% retcon Dead Space 3. That's the thing about I it. just they know it was retcon bad. Dead Space 3. That's the thing about it. They don't need to retcon it. They just need to fix a couple of gameplay things that were good. The plot is pretty fine. It's just yeah, like if the game, it, like if you took out the crafting, take out the co-op. No, no, even no. Their original plan with the co-op was good. If you let Visceral do their their original plan is that the two players were going through two separate experiences. Well, remember, well, Visceral's not around anymore. I know Visceral's not around, but the, I still st the idea is still there. The idea they had is open information. They could just do it. Yeah. And it was like, had the two players have totally different experiences. Isaac already went through the shit, so he's going through the normal game. The other guy doesn't know what the fuck's going on, so he's having weird vision as his brain gets rewritten. Like, you know. Like, Dead Space 3 was only a problem when it came to, like, the fact that EA monetized the hell out of it. That was really its only problem. Yeah. Did they show what dev team is doing? Uh, Dead Space? The remake? That I'm actually not sure of. I mean, it was a teaser, so... 
Yeah, I know. I'm sure you could find out what the actual team working on it is, but I guarantee it, Visceral's gone. Yeah. Motive. That's the studio. EA Motive? Okay. Okay. I, I somewhat trust in Motive. You know, I that's the thing. EA teams have been doing good shit lately. Between like Velen Studios making Knockout oh, City. Oh wait, I, I remember these. This is the 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 Squadrons team, and I like Squadrons. The, I still yeah, need to play Squadrons Squadron in team. VR. I have my VR hooked up to my PS5, mm-hmm. and I have Star Wars Squadron probably installed. I just haven't played it. Squadrons a good time. All right, so. That was the last thing from EA Play. We already talked about that. That's no moon. Fuck Blizzard. The Olympics. Uh, one thing I want to kind of talk about because it's kind of big as far as the sports games world goes is Pez Pro Evolution Soccer is getting like a free-to-play version. I think it's called like eSoccer and it's coming to every conceivable platform. And so yeah. they're trying to undercut They're finally doing FIFA. the live service model. Right, so they're trying to be free to play, have it be a platform, and get you on microtransactions. Where FIFA is still going to be charging you sixty to seventy bucks for the base version of the game, and then piling like egregious microtransactions on top of it. So, mm-hmm. minimum updates to graphics. Right. Just don't play EA Sports. No, no, not even minimum upgrade. I mean, literally copy-paste it. Like, what was it? Madden 21 had the Madden 20 banner still on the field? It was bad. Madden 21 is somehow worse than Madden 20. Which is hard. Madden 20 is borderline just a carbon copy of 2019. And this is another... Well, this is just another example of Konami re-entering the game space... And being, like, smart about what they're doing. So it's coming to PS4, PS5, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and PC. And free-to-play custom engine based on Unreal Engine 4. So they're no longer trying to fuck around with the Fox engine. Frostbite? What? No. uh, The Pro Evolution is Konami. I'm thinking of EA. Yeah. FIFA's Frostbite. Yeah. But, I mean, so... I'm excited for this as somebody like I played one random Pez game over the years. I played like one random FIFA game and one random Pez game and I preferred the Pez game. So the fact that it's just now eFootball and it's going to go out to a lot more people around the world considering it's You know, free. I'll, I'll actually play it because I fuck with soccer. I just haven't copped a FIFA in years because I, I because started with each one. I started noticing more of the flaws and like, yeah, the minimum improvements, if any. Mm-hmm. So really, it just became I really want this cover and I really like this soundtrack, because those soundtracks for FIFA fucking slap. But if this is a free soccer game, I'll definitely play it. Like fuck around, like maybe get somebody else on. Like yo, come hop on that pass. I'll bust your ass real quick. <laughs> With me personally, I prefer my sports games arcadey. That's so I never really got into like Madden, 2K, and FIFA that much. Cause yeah, I've I never been able buttons. to get into them. But <clears throat> pet, like I said, the one time I played FIFA versus the one time I played like oh, the one time I owned FIFA versus the one time I owned PES, I preferred PES. So you know what happens? You live in you gotta live in a dude house or visit a dude house. You know, there's just a bunch of dudes in the house. You're gonna play. You're gonna play 2K. You're gonna play FIFA, and you might play something like like a Tekken or. Uh, it's either gonna be a sports game, a fighting game, maybe or a men. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, and I think with Dude that house. we've had an episode. Uh, remember, you can follow us all collectively around the internet, cheesycontrollerpodcast.com. You can follow me on Twitch and Twitter. I don't know why I started with Twitch. I haven't been streaming lately. I actually <laughs> streamed the end of Shadowbringer, so that's kind of a lie. You can follow me yeah, at boy. Anton Six of Three X's. Uh, Chris, where can people find you? Uh, at Chef and Chris. Jalen. Squid Bishop. Madrid. Three Piece Set Pod. All right, 
This has been a No It's Good production. The video version is edited by Lana Twisted Mind. The audio version of Exercises are edited by Akuma Santi. Until next time, keep it cheesy. Cheesy.